This is the new LDS Organist, Lesson 1. Welcome to organ playing. If possible, later in this lesson it will be best to be seated at an organ console. You should have the written materials for this lesson at your fingertips. I am Dr. Don Cook from Brigham Young University, and let me take this opportunity to welcome you to the fascinating world of organ playing. Whether or not you feel well prepared to serve as a church organist, this course will provide tools that will help you to gain the confidence you need. And even though this is just an introductory course, our main goal extends beyond stops, pedals, and hymns. We want to help you catch the vision of the organ world that will lead to a lifetime of fascination, learning, and service as an organist. This first lesson will introduce a wide range of topics. One, challenges facing pianists who are new to the organ. Two, choosing between polish mode and shortcut mode. Three, making the most of this course. Four, an introduction to the organ console. Five, the backbone sounds of the organ. And six, learning a simplified three-part hymn. First of all, how much musical background is needed before beginning organ training? If you have been called as an organist, you probably have some piano background. Because this course is about transferring skills from the piano to the organ, we assume that you can already read notes well, that is, to the level of playing the hymns at the piano. If you cannot yet read music to that level, you will need to learn to do so before completing this course. If you can play the hymns with both hands, but it takes you a long time to learn one, this course will help you to begin using your skills in service. But if you can continue taking piano or organ lessons, you will progress much faster. Even if you're a very accomplished pianist, getting started with organ playing is challenging. Although the arrangement of the keys on the organ and piano is similar, that is where the similarities stop. There are multiple keyboards to deal with, you need to play keys with your feet, a large collection of sounds must be combined effectively, and there is no sustaining pedal on the organ. And most challenging of all, you probably have less time to learn the hymns, prelude, and postlude music than you would like. This course is designed to help you meet every one of these challenges and to begin playing in the church service within a few weeks. Here is the key to accomplishing this. For each hymn or piece that you need to play, see that it is chosen very carefully and then decide whether to take the time to polish it thoroughly or to use a quicker, shortcut approach. We will call these two approaches polish mode and shortcut mode. By polish mode, we mean playing legato, that is, smoothly, with true independence of line, that is, breaks in one line do not cause breaks in other lines. This is rather easy when playing only a single soprano line because no independence of line is required, but it poses a far greater challenge when an alto, tenor, and or bass line is added, requiring independence between them. The following examples present the first two phrases of a hymn played in polish mode. First, with the soprano line only. Second, with soprano and a single arranged lower part. Third, in a simplified three-part arrangement. And finally, in the normal arrangement, with soprano, alto, and tenor on the great manual, and the bass in the pedal. First, soprano only.
Next, soprano and a single arranged lower part. Next, a simplified three-part arrangement that includes pedal. Finally, in the normal arrangement, that is, with soprano, alto, and tenor on the great manual, and the bass in the pedal. Playing your first four-part hymn in polish mode will offer a challenge, even if you have advanced piano skills. To be able to play prelude, three or four four-part hymns, and postlude in polish mode every week is a goal that may take many weeks or months to achieve. So this course suggests a two-mode plan. One, polish mode. As you build up your ability to play four-part hymns in polish mode, which will take some time, for some of the hymns you need to play for services, learn simplified forms and versions to play in polish mode. Some of these simplified forms and versions will be presented throughout the course. Add the four-part hymns to your repertoire list as you learn them in polish mode. And two, shortcut mode. In addition to learning some simplified forms and versions in polish mode, play some hymns and pieces in shortcut mode. This means playing hymns in some form as well as you can taking shortcuts through the normal path that leads toward polished playing. Shortcuts usually involve compromises in legato and independence of line. For example, listen to a comparison of the hymn played earlier, first in polish mode, and then in shortcut mode. in shortcut mode. Notice that there is no pedal part, some notes in the tenor are left out, and that some repeated notes are not repeated clearly. Shortcut mode is what most pianists will use who have not had the benefit of organ training over time. It can satisfy the need to lead the congregation and can set a spiritual tone before and after the service. However, refining the approach with lines that are more flowing, legato, and independent between one another can add much towards the beauty of a hymn or an organ piece. 
Balancing your work between shortcut and polish mode is an important key to peace of mind in your service as organist. Feel good about using shortcuts whenever they are necessary. And yes, they will be necessary whenever you cannot devote enough time to polishing your pieces and hymns for Sunday services. But if you establish a habit of developing your skills in polish mode over a period of time, it will gradually become easier. You can establish this habit by setting a goal to play a hymn in polish mode on a certain date, and then by devoting a portion of every practice session to achieving that goal. Here is an example. If you need to play for the service next week, you might prepare one hymn in a simplified arrangement in polish mode, play that same arrangement as part of your prelude with a softer stop combination, and play the rest of the hymns, the prelude and the postlude in shortcut mode. Or if you have four weeks to practice before you need to play next for a service, you might prepare one hymn in the normal arrangement in polish mode, two simplified hymns in the polish mode, and repeat these hymns with softer stop combinations for prelude and postlude. If, as the time draws near, you feel that you may not be ready in time to play in polish mode, take whatever shortcuts are necessary to help lead the congregation in worship. Then play with the spirit and with confidence, and you will make a positive contribution. If your piano playing abilities are limited, for now choose easier hymns, easier forms and arrangements of the hymns, and easier pieces. Playing something easy with confidence and with beautiful phrasing contributes more to worship than playing something more complicated and having trouble getting through the notes. This is true even for those with advanced piano skills or with years of experience playing the organ in shortcut mode. Learning to feel satisfaction in polishing the small things takes humility, but that is what leads to mastery over the richer, more complex masterworks of hymns and organ literature. Let us now shift our attention to how you might make the most of this course. It consists of 12 lessons, this welcome lesson being the first. Lessons 2 through 5 cover some other very important topics. Lesson 2, first steps in pedal playing. Lesson 3, playing prelude music that invites the spirit. Lesson 4, effective hymn playing and overview. And lesson 5, hymn playing in shortcut mode, playing hymns right now. Every LDS organist needs to know the concepts taught in Lessons 2 through 5, even if they have only limited time to spend in practice. It is highly recommended that you work through them in order, learning each concept thoroughly. After Lesson 5, if you are pressed for time and need to rely mostly on shortcut skills for now, you can skip Lessons 6 through 9 and go directly to 10. Lessons 10 through 12 are also for everyone. Lesson 10. Hymn playing, deciding when to tie repeated notes. Lesson 11, playing postlude music appropriately. And lesson 12, continuing your organ training. If you plan on spending the time needed to polish your hymn playing skills, you should work through lessons 6 through 9, which go through an approach to hymn playing in polish mode. Lesson 6, playing single lines in legato style. Lesson 7, playing two independent legato lines. Lesson 8, playing three independent legato lines. And Lesson 9, playing four independent legato lines. Each of these four lessons builds on the previous, so you need to take enough time to master each one before proceeding to the next. You can study Lessons 10 through 12 at the same time you are working through these lessons. 
To make the most of the course, whether you lean in the polish or the shortcut direction, your most important commitment would be a spiritual one. Commit yourself to magnifying your calling as organist. Pray often for any guidance that would lead to success in the most important facet of your calling, inviting the spirit of worship through your music. Pray for guidance as you plan and prepare, as you try to balance polish and shortcuts, and for the ability to do your best as you serve. Make the Lord your companion. You might also study some of the items in your About Your Calling study list, which indicates scriptural references, general conference addresses, and other items from priesthood channels that might provide direction and inspiration. In addition to spiritual direction, seek the guidance of someone from your ward or stake who can help you through the course. This person could help to assure that this training fits the needs and desires of your local leadership, a very important adjustment that can only be made in your ward or stake. Ideally, this person would be a trained organist with the spiritual perspectives described earlier. If such a person is not available, a non-organist who understands music and worship can also provide valuable insights. A family member, a priesthood leader, pianist, or music director, for example. If this person can meet with you from time to time to hear what you are learning, answer questions, and provide feedback, your practice and study time could be spent more wisely. Once you have resolved to use this course as one means of magnifying your calling, scheduling a practice session at least three days per week will get you off to a good start. Honor your scheduled practice time by making whatever arrangements you can to remove distractions. If something makes it impossible to practice one day, make it a higher priority for the following day. Now be seated at the organ bench and let's get acquainted with the organ console. Please feel free to stop and start this lesson whenever you need extra time to carry out the tasks as they are described. First, find the pages for this lesson titled The Organ Console and Nearer My God to Thee Simplified Three-Part Version and place them where you can refer to them easily. Also, if the manufacturer's manual for the organ is nearby, take it out in case you need to refer to it. Prepare the organ to play by turning it on, setting the volume, and clearing the stops. Find the power switch for the organ and turn it on. This is usually a button or switch to the left or right of the keyboards, but it could be some other switching device such as a key. If you cannot find the power switch, ask for help from someone who plays that organ regularly or refer to the owner's manual. The volume of the organ is usually controlled by a large expression pedal, also called a balanced pedal, located above the centermost E and F of the pedal keys. It is probably labeled swell or expression. Place your foot flat on this swell pedal and push your toe forward until the pedal stops. This is the fully open position of this swell pedal and the pedal should remain in this position until you need to reduce the volume of the organ. If there is another pedal to the left of the swell pedal, open it also. If there is a pedal to the right of the swell pedal, often marked crescendo or the abbreviation CRESC, close it fully by placing your foot flat on it and then by pressing the heel forward and bringing the toe back. These are the normal positions of these expression and crescendo pedals. Expression pedals fully opened and crescendo pedal fully closed. The typical LDS ward or stake model organ has two keyboards to be played by the hands called manuals and one to be played by the feet called the pedals or simply the pedal. 
The main manual on a two-manual organ is the lower one, the one closest to you, called the grate. Below the grate, to the extreme right, is a button or thumb piston labeled with a zero or the word cancel. This is the cancel button. Press the cancel button with your right thumb to clear or retire any stops that may remain from the organ's previous use. To the grate manual are assigned the sounds or stops that are considered the backbone of the organ, those with the most foundational tone, called principles or diapasons. Take a moment to find the stops of your organ that are grouped under the label grate. These stop controls may be rocker tabs or stop tabs located directly in front of you above the two manuals or possibly stop knobs or draw knobs located to your right and left. The group of stops under the label grate makes up what is called the grate division or grate organ. In a pipe organ case, the grate pipes are usually located towards the front and rather high. Most of its pipes are usually situated out where they can be seen. Now find the grate stop labeled Principal 8, Diapason 8, or something else 8. Make that stop playable on the grate manual, that is, engage it or pull it, by pressing on the bottom of it if it is a rocker tab, by pressing it down if it is a stop tab, or by pulling it toward you if it is a draw knob. Engaging or pulling this stop makes an entire set of 61 pipes, one for each of the 61 keys, playable on the grate manual. Now play the right-hand part of the included arrangement of Nearer My God to Thee on the grate, listening for a smooth legato line. Make well-defined breaks only under two conditions. One, wherever the same note is repeated, and two, wherever a phrase break should occur. It should sound something like this. You have just heard a most important stop on the organ, the Principal 8 or Diapason 8. It serves as a foundation for most hymn playing for congregational accompaniment and for many other uses. Its medium tone is rich and strong. Although most of the other families of organ tone imitate some instrument of the orchestra, the Principal family is unique to the organ. Get familiar with the sound of this stop by using it often. Now build on your principal foundation by adding another stop on the great division, octave four. Play the right hand part of the hymn again, still on the great, noting that the sound becomes stronger and brighter when this stop is added.
Now play the left-hand part of the hymn on the grate, listening for a smooth legato line. Next, locate the stops of the pedal division and identify the pedal stop labeled Principal 16, Borden 16, Gadek 16, or something else 16. Make that stop playable in the pedal. Engaging or pulling this stop makes an entire pedal set of 32 pipes, one for each of the 32 pedal keys, playable in the pedals. To this, add the pedal stop labeled Principal 8, Octave 8 or something else 8. Prepare your feet to play the two pedal keys required in this simplified arrangement of Nearer My God to Thee. Use whatever shoes you are wearing as long as the soles are clean. Prepare the ball of the right foot over the F just underneath the swell expression pedal and the ball of the left foot over the centermost C of the pedals. To set them in position, tip or rock the feet slightly inward toward the ball of each foot. Place the hands on the bench to either side of you and play the pedal part of the hymn. Be sure to count one, two, three, four as you play through the long notes, listening for a smooth legato line with well-defined breaks wherever the same note is repeated and wherever a phrase break should occur. That means that in verse one you should make breaks in the pedal line at the end of measures two, four, eight, ten, 12 and 14. You have just played all three lines one at a time from the simplified three-part arrangement of this hymn. Using the stops that you have pulled and combining the three parts together confidently, this arrangement could be used to accompany the congregation in polish mode. The congregation could sing either in unison or in parts as the harmony is compatible with the original four-part version. To play in polish mode would mean that all three lines would be played legato that any break in one line would not cause a break in another line where it should be played legato, and that any smoothness in one line would not cause a tie in another line where a break should occur. To learn to play this or any three-part hymn in polish mode as just described, use the following steps in practice. 1. Focus on a single four-measure phrase. 2. Polish each part individually, listening carefully for perfect legato except where well-defined breaks should occur. 
To polish means to learn each step until you can play it perfectly at your goal tempo several times in a row. Play slowly enough to stay in control, gradually increasing tempo toward your goal only as you are able. 3. Polish all combinations of two parts, right and left, right and pedal, left and pedal, listening carefully for the integrity of each line, that is, perfect legato except where well-defined breaks should occur. Remember to always practice slowly enough to stay in control, gradually increasing tempo toward your goal only as you are able. 4. Polish all three parts in combination, right, left, and pedal, listening carefully for the integrity of each line. Practice very slowly at first, and always stay in control. 5. Repeat this process for each four-measure phrase, reviewing previously learned phrases along the way. 6. Put the learned phrases together when able, reviewing any step as needed. Always listen for the integrity of each line, that is, perfect legato except where well-defined breaks should occur. Let's turn now to the combination action. At some point as you practice, you may want to begin saving or storing combinations of stops for later recall by using the organ's combination action. The main parts of this combination action are, first, buttons, called thumb pistons, underneath the swell and grate manuals, numbered commonly from 1 to 5, 6, or 10. These combination pistons, or presets, are of two main types, divisionals and generals. Divisionals, also called locals, can save combinations only for the manual underneath which they are located. If present, they are numbered 1 through 5 or so under each manual. Generals can save combinations that involve all divisions of the organ. If divisionals are present, they will be centered under each manual and the generals will be located to the left of the divisionals. If divisionals are not present, the generals will be centered. Take a moment now to locate each of the following on your organ. The general combination pistons, or presets. The divisional combination pistons, or locals, if they are present, for the grate, swell, and pedal. Pedal divisionals usually appear to the right as thumb pistons under the grate manual, or as toe studs. Another part of the combination action is the setter, usually a thumb piston located to the left underneath the grate or sometimes a swell manual, or possibly a key and lock located to the left or right of the manuals. If there is no set button or key lock, it is likely that the combination pistons or presets are set by the factory and cannot be changed by the user. Take a moment now to locate the set button or key lock if one is present. Also belonging to the combination action are the toe studs. If they are present, toe studs are located to either side of the expression pedals and perform various functions. Often the toe studs to the left are duplicates of general combination pistons and the toe studs to the right may include a grate to pedal reversible, pedal divisionals, and or a 2D reversible. A reversible, such as a 2D reversible, performs a predetermined function when pressed once, such as turning on most stops of the organ in the background, 
and when pressed again that function is reversed such as turning off those stops leaving only the stops that have been engaged before the 2D reversible was pressed. Take a moment now to locate all of the following if they are present on your organ. The toe studs. Note whether they are generals or pedal divisionals. The 2D or Schwarzando reversible. Note whether it is present as a thumb piston, a toe stud, or both. The great to pedal reversible. Not the great to pedal stop, but the reversible that operates the stop. Central to the combination action are the memory level selectors. Memory level selectors are thumb pistons labeled M1, M2, and so forth, or A, B, C, etc., or some other device for selecting memory levels that may be explained in your instruction manual. Memory levels are most common in later model organs. Each memory level holds one bank of general and local combination pistons. If there are ten total generals and five divisionals on each division, each memory level allows those pistons to be set again on each level. So an organ with four memory levels and ten generals has the potential to store forty general combinations. Take a moment now to locate the memory level selectors, whether they are thumb pistons or some other device such as arrow buttons located in a drawer to your left. It is likely that other organists in your building are already using the combination action, even depending on it. So before changing what has already been stored, be certain that you are authorized to make changes, and be careful not to change combinations on memory levels that are needed by other organists. Ideally, each organist might be authorized to store combinations on at least a portion of the organ's combination action. To store or set your combination, 1. Engage a combination of stops that you wish to set. 2. Press and hold the set button with your left thumb, or turn the key to the unlock position. 3. While holding the set button, press a general or divisional preset, and then release them both. 4. Test your combination by pressing cancel to clear the stops and then press the same preset that you used in step 3. If your combination does not appear, it is likely that you release the set button too soon. Go through the steps again, following the instructions carefully. Before concluding the lesson, here is some general advice. The immediate demands of your calling, such as learning the hymns, prelude and postlude music for the next Sunday, will tend to climb to the top of your priority list during every practice session. Learning a lot of music in a short time will probably force you to use many shortcuts during the first few months. To protect yourself from establishing a lifelong habit of playing in shortcut mode, plan to make real progress, at least in the long term, by making these three commitments. 1. Polish 2. Commit some time during every practice session towards polishing something. Even if you dedicate just 15 minutes towards polishing a hymn every time you practice, and even if it takes weeks or even months to polish that hymn, you will have something of real value when it is finished. You will also develop good habits that will eventually replace the need for shortcuts. Polishing the next hymn will be easier and the next even easier. Taking the time to polish in this manner is one important way to magnify your calling.
2. Be content. Prepare well, as was just described, and then commit yourself to feeling content with the best preparation that your available time will permit. You will not be able to play all of the new skills you learn to every hymn that you need to play, so don't feel bad about it. Balancing your work in shortcut mode by always working towards polishing something should give you a good feeling inside. Certainly, the leadership, the congregation, and the Lord will be pleased with your best efforts, so join them. 3. Continue organ study. As a part of your calling, continue organ study in some form after finishing this course. The last lesson of the course describes many possible ways to do this. First, commit yourself to completing the course. When it's finished, commit to continue with one form of formal study. This is another important way to magnify your calling. In summary, this has been the new LDS Organist, Lesson 1. Welcome to organ playing. Make sure that you understand each of these topics as I mention them and review them if needed. The most important differences between the piano and organ have been pointed out, which result in new ways to listen and to play. You are advised with each hymn or piece to choose between playing in shortcut mode or in polish mode, and you were encouraged to balance your work in these two modes. This 12-lesson course was outlined, with lessons 6 through 9 indicated for those who will be working in polish mode. Making the most of this course involves spiritual perspectives as well as diligent practice, and you were strongly encouraged to pursue both avenues. You were introduced to the organ console, the power switch, the expression and crescendo pedals, the great swell and pedal divisions and manuals, some principal stops, and the combination action. You learned the steps to polishing three-part hymns. You were given three specific challenges as you go through the course. Polish two, be content, and continue organ study. Follow up with this lesson by learning to play the simplified three-part arrangement of Nearer My God to Thee in polish mode following the steps that were given. Lesson two is next, first steps in pedal playing. You will learn some important ways to play the pedal keys without having to look down, some very useful pedal techniques and pedaling symbols. As with lesson one, it is best to be seated at the organ console as you work through lesson two. Happy practicing!